It's amazing what we can learn from little children. <laughs> you would think that uh, we would really not be able to learn much of anything from little kids, especially those of us who are adults, uh, but we can learn all kinds of different things from little kids. We, we can learn, for instance, how to express ourselves. <laughs> Adults often find it very hard to uh, express what's really going on on the inside uh, of them. And little kids do it with ease. <laughs> Whatever is going on inside of a little child, uh, that's who they are on the outside. If they are sad, they cry. Uh, if they're confused, they ask you a million questions. If they are happy, they laugh and dance, and sing all over the house. Uh, you, we, we can learn from little children how to express ourselves. We, we can learn from little kids how to speak the truth. <laughs> Adults, uh, on many occasions, skirt around the truth. We're afraid to offend people. Little children just come right out and say it. I know every one of you has had a child look at you at some point and say something like, why are your teeth so yellow? Daddy, you're fat. Mommy, your breath stinks. And you laugh because you've heard it. Uh, I have definitely heard it. We, we, we can learn from little children how to speak the truth. We can learn from little kids how to be fearless. Adults are so often afraid to take risks or to try new things. And man, kids are fearless to a fault. <laughs> Watch this, Daddy. I will jump from the top of this 80-story building to the top of that 80-story building with my eyes closed. And don't worry about it because I got a Batman cape on. It's going to work out. Kids are fearless. We can learn lots of things from little children. And according to Jesus, here in this passage, one very important thing we can learn from little children is how to enter the kingdom of God. How to be saved. This chapter of the book of Luke here, Luke chapter 18, it's all about entering the kingdom of God. In the passage right before this, a Pharisee did not enter the kingdom of God, but a tax collector did. And in the passage right after this, a rich young ruler will not enter the kingdom of God. Jesus is teaching us here in this chapter how to enter the kingdom of God, how to be saved. And in the passage we're looking at here this morning, Jesus tells us to learn from little children. You want to know how to enter the kingdom of God? You want to know how to be saved? Look at a little child. Jesus gives us two main points here in this passage, I believe, and the first is this. Number one, in order to enter the kingdom of God, you must be like a child. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must be or you must become like a child. Luke says in verse 15 that some people were bringing infants to Jesus in order that he might 
touched them. It was probably the parents of the children who were, who were bringing them to Jesus. And it's likely that the parents here were not just bringing infants to Jesus. The Greek word that's, that's translated as infants there is a word that, re- that could refer to any young child. From a newborn all the way up to a toddler and even beyond. So, so just think of a young child here. Uh, newborns being carried to Jesus, uh, little toddlers being led to Jesus by the hand, and the parents wanted Jesus to, to touch them, Luke says, which probably means that these parents wanted Jesus to bless them or, or to pray for them. And Luke seems to indicate here that Jesus was doing it. And man, just stop and picture that for a second. All of these these proud parents standing around Jesus. You, you know how it is with your children, all these proud parents and the, they're, 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 they're handing their newborns, trying, trying, trying to hold them out to Jesus, trying to nudge their little toddlers up to Jesus. And Jesus grabs a, a little baby girl in his arms and puts his hand on her soft little head and lifts his eyes to heaven and blesses her. Man, what, what an amazing thing to have the Son of God, to have God incarnate do your baby dedication. <laughs> That's a little better than Pastor Brett doing your baby dedication. You got the Son of God blessing your child. It's an amazing scene, really. But Luke says here that when the disciples of Jesus saw what these parents were doing here, they rebuked the parents, scolded the parents for bringing their kids to Jesus. And we don't know why the disciples thought they should rebuke the parents here. Maybe they just wanted to protect Jesus from from maybe the, the, the crush of this crowd here. Uh, maybe they, they wanted to keep Jesus from being exhausted by all these parents and kids all over them. If you have a lot of kids in your home, uh, we, we have five running around our home. You know how exhausting that can be to have kids all around you, to have their parents all around you. Maybe the disciples were just trying to keep Jesus from being exhausted. But I think it's probably more likely that the disciples rebuked the parents here Because the disciples felt that Jesus had more important things to do than to mess with little kids all day. You know, back in back in first century Israel, young children were considered to be pretty insignificant. Until children could actually work and and share the load around the home, they they were viewed to be relatively useless. Weak unimportant, irrelevant, so much so that a lot of Jewish rabbis would ignore little children altogether. The, the Jewish Talmud, which was written around this time period, the Talmud says this, it says, morning sleep, midday wine, and chattering with children will bring a man to ruin. Little children were considered to be pretty insignificant. And the disciples, they, they, they see these parents bringing all of these little kids to Jesus. And I think they probably thought that Jesus had more important things to do than to mess with little kids all day long. So they rebuked the parents and tried to send the children away. But Jesus 
called the children back. Verse 16, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. Do not stop the little children from coming to me. And man, we can see right there very clearly the love that Jesus has for little children. Little little kids might have been insignificant in this society, but little kids are not insignificant to Jesus. Jesus doesn't avoid children. Jesus loves little children. Jesus pursues little children. He, He cares for them. Jesus enjoys little children. He listens to little children. He protects them. He he smiles and laughs over little children. Man, the little nursery song that we teach all our kids, it's right on target. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves little kids. And Jesus loves to have little kids come to him. He he doesn't push little children away. No, he draws little children in with his gentleness and his kindness and his compassion. Don't, Don't fear little children. Come to me, little children. Matthew 11, 28, come to me, for I am gentle and lowly at heart. And you, little children, will find rest for your souls. So let me say a word to you children here today. Those of you who are young kids, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He loves you. And he wants you to come to him and be blessed by him. You don't have to be a grown-up to come to Jesus. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to do great things to come to Jesus. No, you can come you can come right now just as you are. You can come as as a child. <laughs> now you you can't come to Jesus physically right now like the children here in this passage could. Jesus is not here on this earth his body anymore. So you can't come to him physically. He can't hold you and and touch you and bless you physically. But the spirit of Jesus is here. And little children, you, you can come to Jesus right now in your heart, in faith. Jesus, I, I believe that you exist. I believe that you do love children. I know that I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. Will you please help me, Jesus? Will you please bless me, Jesus? You come as a little child. You come just as you are. You come in faith. And Jesus will bless you. He will save you. He will smile over you. He will sing over you. He will help you. He he will give you rest in your heart. He'll be with you always. Jesus loves little children. He loves to have little children come to him. 
So, Jesus rebukes his disciples here. They don't understand, uh, once again, what's going on. And Jesus rebukes them uh, for sending these little kids away. And, and Jesus then uses this situation here to, to teach us a spiritual lesson about entering the kingdom of God. If you look at verse 16 again, Jesus says to his disciples, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Disciples, don't, don't stop these children from, from coming to me. For the kingdom of God belongs to people like these children here. Now, now, now Jesus was, was not saying there that all of the children around him on this occasion were in the kingdom of God. He wasn't saying that all of these children were saved simply because they were saved. No, Jesus doesn't say here that the kingdom of God belongs to these children. No, he says the kingdom of God belongs to such as these children. Jesus is teaching us a spiritual lesson there, a lesson about entering the kingdom of God. He's telling us there that the people who enter the kingdom of God, the people who are saved and now possess the kingdom of God, they are like children in some ways. The kingdom of God belongs to people who are like children in some ways. You, in, in, order, to, in, in order to enter the kingdom, kingdom of God or to be saved, you must be childlike in some ways. You must possess some childlike qualities. And in, in what ways, in what ways must you be like a child in order to enter the kingdom of God? What are the childlike qualities that you must possess in order to enter the kingdom of God? We could probably name a bunch of things there that, that you need to possess to enter the kingdom of God. Let, let me just give you three of them this morning. Let me just give you three of this, them this morning. Three of the childlike qualities that are absolutely essential in order to enter the kingdom of God. And the first childlike quality that is absolutely essential in order to enter the kingdom of God is helplessness. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must recognize that you are totally helpless in and of yourself. You think about young children. Young children are some of the most helpless creatures on the planet, especially newborn children. (laughs) Picture a little infant just out of the womb, (laughs) sitting there uh, crying, the doctor holding the baby, uh, crying, uh, blinking the eyes, trying to get used to the light, uh, arms and, 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 and legs just flailing around. Man, that is, the, that is the very picture of helplessness. That child can do almost nothing to help itself. It cannot feed itself. It, it cannot clean itself. It can't dress itself can't even move around by itself or anything else for that matter. 
that, that little infant is, 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 is absolutely, completely, totally helpless. And, and its helplessness will continue for quite some time. A lot of newborn animals will learn pretty quickly how to do some things for themselves. Get this. A newborn wildebeest, I call the wildebeest the African hamburger. Because everything in Africa eats the wildebeest, right? God just put it there to be a source of food for everything else, all right? The, the, the newborn wildebeest is typically on its feet in just two to three minutes after birth. It can then run with the herd at the tender young age of five minutes. And shortly thereafter, it can actually outrun a female lion. But human infants are helpless and helpless for quite some time. And the kingdom of God belongs to people who are helpless like little children. In order to enter the kingdom of God or be saved, you must be helpless or rather you must recognize that you are helpless. You must recognize your total helplessness apart from God. You must recognize that you cannot do a thing to save yourself. The the Bible says that in, in our natural fallen condition, we are all sinners. And... We are enslaved to our sin. Ephesians 2 says we are dead in our sin. And you cannot possibly save yourself from that dead, enslaved condition. In that lost condition, you are absolutely, totally, completely helpless. Like An infant, a total inability to help yourself or save yourself. If you are not helped from the outside, you will never be helped. You will never help yourself. And in order to enter the kingdom of God, you must recognize your helplessness. Listen, if you think you can do something to save yourself from your lost condition... If you, if you think you can somehow help yourself out of that lost condition, maybe by doing nice things for other people, by reading the Bible, or by, by attending church services, or, or anything like that, if, if you think you can do something to save yourself, think you could do anything to save yourself, you are probably not ready for the kingdom of God. Did you ever hear the saying, God helps those who help themselves. Did you ever hear that before? God helps those who help themselves. Okay, that's not a biblical statement. And that is not a true statement. God does not help those who help themselves. God does not help those who think they can help themselves. No, God helps those who know that they cannot possibly help themselves. 
God saves helpless people, those who recognize their helplessness. In order to enter the kingdom of God, in order, in order to be helped by God, in order to be saved by God, you must recognize that you can't help yourself. You must recognize that you are helpless like a child. And a second childlike quality that is essential in order to enter the kingdom of God or be saved is humility. You must be humble like a child. You think of little children. Now, little children are, are typically pretty humble little creatures. <laughs> Not all the way, but typically pretty humble compared to adults. <laughs> your little toddler, your little toddler is probably not boasting a whole lot right now in his accomplishments or in his achievements. (laughs) He has very few achievements or accomplishments yet in which to boast. (laughs) What's your toddler going to boast in? Look at me, I'm great. I just wet myself. (laughs) I just stood up my crib. Look how great I am. He's probably not boasting a whole lot yet in his accomplishments or achievements. He's probably not puffed up with all kinds of pride yet because of his superior knowledge or, or, or his looks or his abilities or his status or his wealth. Can you imagine your toddler standing up in the crib looking at how wealthy my family is? How great are we? He's probably not puffed up with that stuff just yet. He's probably not toddling around right now with all of this self-righteousness. Thinking that he's, you know, uh, so great in the eyes of God because of all of his religious efforts and looking down his nose at every other toddler, I'm better than you. Hey, probably not doing that. Little children are typically fairly humble. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, every child on this planet is still sinfully proud, even your toddler. We are all full of sinful pride at birth, but a child's pride is not usually as strong. A child's pride is not usually as mature. It's not usually as full-orbed as an adult's pride. Compared to adults, children are pretty humble. They're usually very quick to ask for help. Adults are not. Men, I know when you're in the car and you've lost your way, You will not ask Garmin or your wife for help. Children are quick to ask for help. They're quick to cry when they know that they've done something wrong. They're they're quick usually to say they're sorry or to ask for forgiveness. Many adults are not. And children are really pretty humble by and large. And listen, the kingdom of God belongs to people who are humble, like little children. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must be humble like a child. You must humble yourself like a child. You, you, you recognize that you truly are a sinner in the eyes of God. You, you stop boasting in your accomplishments, in your achievements in this life. You, you, you stop boasting in your supposedly superior knowledge. You, you stop boasting in your great looks. You stop boasting in your superior abilities. 
You, you stop boasting in, in your status. Stop boasting in your wealth. You, you stop walking around in self-righteousness, thinking you're this great person in the eyes of God because of your religious efforts. You stop looking down your nose at everyone else for every reason under the sun. And you begin to confess your sin to God. And you confess it to other people. You begin to mourn over your sin. You ask God to forgive you for your sin. You ask other people to forgive you for your sin. You begin to ask God for help. You begin to ask other people for help. Like the tax collector in the passage right before this, Luke 18, 13, beating his chest and crying out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The kingdom of God belongs to humble people like that. And if you're not humble, if you're not yet ready to humble yourself before God and before man, like a child, you're not ready for the kingdom of God. God does not save proud people. He does not save proud people, regardless of how many church services they go to, how much they read the Bible. He does not save proud people. God saves people who humble themselves before him. Luke 18, 14, Jesus says, the one who humbles himself will be exalted. In order to enter the kingdom, you must be humble like a child. And one final childlike quality that is essential in order to enter the kingdom of God is faith or trust. You must have the faith of a child. Again, you think about little children. Little children are fantastic. They, they're some of the most trusting creatures on the planet. You, you can say just about anything to a little child, and they will believe you. They will trust you. If you tell your little girl that you're going to take her on a date on Friday night, she will believe you. And when you come home from work on Friday, she will be on the front steps in her favorite dress. If you joke with your little boy, and you tell him, hey, I will catch you if you jump from the top of that 80-story building. He will believe you. And he'll run off to get his Batman cape for the jump. Man, if you tell your kids that once a year a fat man wearing a red suit will squeeze down your chimney, they'll believe you and put cookies and milk out for him. Children believe what you tell them. They trust you. Faith. And the kingdom of God belongs to people who have faith. Like little children. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must believe what God tells you in the Bible. You have to believe it. You must believe the things that he said. You, you, you must believe that you truly are a sinner who, who's living in a dead, enslaved condition. You, you must believe that you truly cannot save yourself from that lost condition. 
When God tells you things like that in his word, you must believe him like a child. But you must also believe him when he tells you in his word that he loves you. You must believe him when he tells you in his word that he can and will save you. You must believe him when he tells you in his word that the answer to your lost condition is found in his son, Jesus. You must believe him. You must must believe him. Faith. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must have faith. Like a child. A, A simple childlike faith or trust in God. It's many times much easier for a young child to enter the kingdom than it is for an adult. Those young children just go to simple faith much quicker, much easier than adults do. Helplessness, humility, faith, these childlike qualities. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must be or you must become like a child. Matthew 18, 3, Jesus says, unless you turn, unless you change and become like a little, like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Charles Spurgeon once said, he once said this, we must not think that a child cannot come to God until he is like a man. We must not think that. We must not think that a child cannot come to God until he's like a man, but a man cannot come to God until he is like a child. In order to enter the kingdom of God, Spurgeon said, we must grow down and become like little children, end quote. You don't grow big and smart, and do all kinds of great things for God to enter the kingdom of God. You grow down, small and simple, and you let God do all of the great things to enter the kingdom of God. And listen, that right there, that right there is one reason why lots of people on this planet will never enter the kingdom of God. They will refuse to grow down. They will refuse. They won't do it. They will refuse to believe that they are truly helpless like a child when it comes to salvation. Me? Helpless? No way. I'm strong. I'm smart. I'm capable. I could do all kinds of great things. I don't need God to save me. I can save myself. They won't humble themselves like a child. Confess my sin to God and to other people. Mourn over my sin. Cry over my sin. Ask God and other people to forgive me? Ask God and other people to help me? No way. Humility is for weaklings. Only the strong survive. And they won't believe like a child. They're too skeptical. Too suspicious. 
to believe, too, too smart to believe. Be like a child, become like a child, grow down, no way. I'll find another way to heaven. And yet Jesus says there that there is no other way to heaven. There's no other way. If, if, if you won't grow down and become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of God. So that's one main point that Jesus gives us here in this passage. In order to enter the kingdom, you must be like a child. And the second main point here is this. In order to enter the kingdom of God, you must receive like a child. You must be like a child. You must receive like a child. Look at what Jesus says again in verse 17. He says, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. In in order to enter the kingdom of God, you must receive the kingdom of God like a child. And if you will not receive the kingdom like a child, you will not enter it, Jesus says. Think about children again for just a second. You know, little children in this world, uh, infants, toddlers, little, little, little kids, they are great receivers. They are great receivers. They are great at, at receiving or accepting things from other people. That's all they do when they're first born. They are so helpless, so, so, so needy. They really can't do a thing for themselves. They, they really can't do a thing for other people. All they can really do is receive. That's it. Receive or accept things from other people constantly. They receive protection from other people. They receive clothing from other people. Receive shelter from other people. They receive transportation from other people. They receive nourishment from other people. Children are born receivers. I remember when my oldest son Joshua was born. He was laying his little bassinet there in the hotel room. I'm looking at him thinking, wow, I'm glad he looks like his mommy and not his daddy. (laughs) Actually, he looks more like his daddy. Sorry. Sorry. And I remember looking at him and, and, just, and just grazing his cheek. And instantly he turned his head to the side, opened his mouth. Ready to receive milk. It's this inborn reflex that children have. That caused them to receive. They are born receivers. Born receivers. Little kids are great at receiving. Even when kids get a little older, little toddlers, they're still really good at receiving. Man, my youngest daughter, Sophia, just had her second birthday. And I can tell you that little girl definitely knows at this point how to receive. I mean, she's just ripped through every package, uh, one after the other, paper flying everywhere. And by the time she was done, she's wearing all of her birthday gifts because she pretty much got pink princess stuff all through it. So here she is just covered in pink, dancing around the house. People gave her gifts. and She just received them and was very happy to receive them. 
Kids are great receivers. And man, here, here's the thing about kids. When, when you give a child something, you give a toddler a, a present, or when you give an infant some milk, uh, that infant doesn't usually look at you and say, oh, you shouldn't have. I can get my own milk. Oh, or, or okay, fine, but, but let me pay you back for the milk. No. That's not how a child receives. A child just takes it. Thank you very much for giving that milk to me. You give, the child receives. And Jesus says here that in order to enter the kingdom of God, you must receive the kingdom of God like a child. You must receive it like a child. Man, that, that, that's, that's an amazing statement when you think about what Jesus is saying. You, you think about it for a second. He is basically saying here, the God of this universe, the creator of heaven and earth, is right now offering to you and me this infinitely valuable gift. God is right now offering to us his eternal kingdom. Offering it. He's holding out right now to to you and me. He's holding out to us his son Jesus and everything that goes with him. Salvation. Forgiveness of sins. Peace. Rest in our hearts. His steadfast love. His protection. His care. He, he's offering us his own presence. Now. And, and, and then forever. In, in a mind-blowing heaven. God is offering to each one of us right now his eternal kingdom. An infinitely valuable gift. A gift that Jesus purchased for us on the cross. In, in his death and resurrection, Jesus took the punishment we deserve in order that we might enjoy the eternal kingdom that only he deserves. Jesus purchased the kingdom for us, and God now offers the kingdom to us. And all you have to do is receive it like a child. That's amazing. That's the gospel. That's the good news. God, 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 God's not asking you. He's not asking you to, to work for it. He's not asking you to pay for it. God's, God's not asking you to somehow climb up to heaven and get it. No, it's a free gift. Jesus says right here that all you have to do is receive it like a child. Thank you, God, for giving me the kingdom. And once again, that right there is one reason why lots of people on this planet will never enter the kingdom of God. They will refuse to receive the kingdom like a child. They will refuse to believe that they are truly helpless like a child. I'm not helpless. I don't need anyone to save me. I don't need God to give me a kingdom. 
I can save myself. I can earn the kingdom. I can buy the kingdom. I can climb up to heaven and get the kingdom. I can work my way into heaven somehow. They, they will f- refuse to humble themselves like a child. Confess my sin, mourn over my sin, acknowledge that I can do nothing on my own, acknowledge that I need God to give me a kingdom. No way. Grow down? Humble myself? Uh-uh. I'll find a way to get the kingdom by growing up, by exalting myself somehow. And they will refuse to believe like a child. God's going to give me this kingdom free of charge. I don't do anything to earn it. I don't buy it. I don't climb up to get it. I don't believe it. No helplessness, no humility, no faith, and they will refuse to receive the free kingdom of God like a child. And man, Jesus says here that if you will not receive the kingdom like a child, you'll not enter the kingdom. Listen, entering the kingdom of God is not a complicated thing at all. It's really very simple. You must be like a child. And you must receive like a child. Jesus, in order to purchase the kingdom for us, he became a child. And now we, in order to enjoy the kingdom he purchased, we must be like a child and receive it like a child, like an infant. It's not a complicated thing. It's very simple, but listen. The sin and the pride in our hearts makes it very difficult for us to do. We don't want to grow down and receive something from God. We want to grow up and try to offer something to God. Salvation by human pride. Salvation by self-righteousness. Salvation by self-exaltation. Millions of people around the world are trying some form of salvation by self-righteousness. By growing up toward God. And Jesus is telling us here that it will not work. It will not get you into heaven. It's not your work for God that can save you. It's God's work for you that can save you. Horatius Bonar's famous hymn, not what these hands have done can save this guilty soul. Not what this toiling flesh has borne can make my spirit whole. Thy work, thy work alone, O Christ, to me can pardon speak. Thy power alone, O Son of God, can this sore bondage break? It's not your work for God. It's God's work for you. So let me encourage you this morning. Don't try to grow up and offer something to God. It won't work. Go in the other direction. God is offering the kingdom to you right now free of charge. Go down and receive it. Like a little child and you will enter the kingdom today. Father, we thank you 
Your word turns everything right side up. Lord, we are very, very confused with the way uh, we really are. We're very confused about the way to get back to you. Our hearts are very, very disordered. There is a way that seems right to a man. Seems right that we would try to grow up and become smart and do great things and, and offer our work to you to be saved, but that way that seems right to a man will only end in death. We thank you, Father, for turning things right side up for us and showing us that the way up is to go down, to grow down and receive your work for us. Lord, no one here would grow down in and of himself or in and of herself. Our hearts are very, very proud, adamant stone in our hearts. Lord, it takes a move of your spirit to cause us to go the other direction, go against the tide in this world and say, no, I'm going to go down. I'm going to humble myself, acknowledge my helplessness. I'm going to believe like a child. But I pray that you would give us hearts of little children here. I do pray even for the little children here, Lord. You just help them to come to Jesus very quickly, very easily this morning. Thank you that they're primed as little children to do it. Lord, those of us who are older, grown smarter or grown stronger, but I pray you break our pride, our human strength, our human knowledge, break our trust in those things. Help us to Grow down like little children. Enter and enjoy your kingdom, Lord. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.